Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another basketball edition of The Only Podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined as always by your other co-host, John Kirby. You can find us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. And as always, follow the mothership at Believe Network. Guys, this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Wow. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your first 50% oh, for your fifty welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts right here, where the episode starts. The left foot of Dewan Jones, where the excitement starts, John. You, my friend, placed a wager on the USA B soccer team, essentially, and Spartan dog Dewan Jones delivered for you. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that bet. Um, we're that from deep into summer. <laughs> the dog days. When when we're, we're we're betting on Gold Cup soccer, and uh, but it was pretty crazy to see a Michigan State University representative not just playing like one of the few players on the team that looked really good and playing himself into a potential roster spot for the u.s men's national team which is just amazing and he played really well last night had an assist like you uh, mentioned in a wild game against canada um in a game one in penalty kicks tell me man uh Dwan jones uh, kind of the truth and and not just a defensive player though that's his position was all the way up pushing pushing the uh, limits and I don't know a ton about soccer, just like I don't know a ton about any sport, but he stood out. Like he stood out as a guy. So um, I'm telling you, keep an eye on this guy. Uh, keep an eye. We'll, we'll keep an eye on soccer simply because of him. I think moving forward. Yeah, he's sweet. Like <laughs> that was that was such an awesome pass. Like I, I a couple of things I want to point out. First of all, like. The more Spartans and the more places, the better. But legitimately, even though like the Gold Cup is sort of like a, it is really like a B team for U.S. soccer. I felt again we're in the we're deep in summer, so I'm I'm reading things right, I'm learning things, and even though it's B team, like to be a starter on that team, it means something. It means you're one of the, I don't know, ten best at your position from your country that can play on this team. Like that's. Awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. So, but what's, uh, so I was trying to figure out like where he plays and I guess he plays for the New England Revolution. I actually knew that. Okay. So that's pretty sweet. And apparently he's played there a lot. What I learned more so though, is that he was selected 11th overall in the MLS super draft. Super draft. Incredible marketing by MLS. When in doubt, slap super on the beginning of whatever your initiative is, and people are going to be like, hmm, I'm interested. Like Super Nintendo. There was no reason for that. There was just, 
It was just Nintendo, and then like, what? What now? What What's now? Nintendo, Nintendo too? I don't think no, so. No, man. Super Nintendo. So again, I love. I like to think there was some type of inspiration drawn here by the MLS folks, and uh, Dewan was selected in that prestigious event of the 2019 MLS Super Draft. But yeah, pretty sweet. I guess he's one. Yeah, only one of 19 players selected for the USMNT. Like, damn, that's sweet. Is this the super only podcast? Now it, that we're it's gonna have it, it's gonna have to be soon. If we if we start losing juice, you better believe it. We're uh, by the way, thank you guys for listening. Like the <laughs> the, the the numbers are rolling in, and they're very strong. Yeah, really thank you for that, guys. Um, always open to new sponsors, and I'm actually. Uh, think we can we can work on on any type of of exclusive opportunities so if you know anyone let us know we'll put out more content the more sponsors we have it's it's really that simple so if you know anyone let them know um it also helps to i guess i can't believe i'm becoming this guy but share like retweet uh or don't honestly do whatever you want to do but uh but i appreciate you guys that are listening because um it's been cool to come back We're, we're glad to be back I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Mostly, um, mostly because I needed an outlet to talk about things like Moneyball. Like, mm. there are just very few places in the world um, where anyone wants to entertain that type of conversation. So uh, that's been happening. I just I have one thing to ask. Or you nailed it on the head when you talked about Cohen Carr becoming the next thing. Thank uh, you. Oh, my. That yeah. was something. <laughs> Isn't that, like, yeah. yeah, dude. Like this was the most. I should. I don't even deserve credit because it was the most predictable thing possible. Like this, all this dude does is just fly out of the gym, and there is defense isn't even optional. It's it's frowned upon at Moneyball. So he's been very very fun to watch. I've enjoyed watching Jeremy Fierce too, just selfishly. I, I'm just very, very excited to see him play. And he's got a little bit more athleticism than I think people uh, are giving him credit for. I've seen him throw a few down. So would love it if he could get a dunk in a game. Yeah. Like you know, an actual game. You know, one thing that really reminded me about Moneyball was that while Cohen Carr is going, doing nasty stuff and, you know, people are scoring at will, they are freshmen. And by default, most of them they aren't good and mm-hmm. if you're if you're new to the podcast austin and i have a very strict uh ruling on if you're good or not and generally you have to be like one of the five maybe even three or four best to be considered good mm-hmm. and and it's not a knock on anyone it's just like kind of re measuring expectations uh for freshmen they're gonna play they're gonna be solid um they're gonna be rotational minutes one may even start, but uh, the expectations from them should not be NBA. It should be Izzo's going to be all over them <laughs> until they can do the basic things like not get in the way on offense and maybe play a pulse of defense. And they're going to rely on the things that they're good at. Um, but you got to do a lot more than just those things to see the floor in East Lansing. So. Um, just kind of, you know, 
just want to make sure everyone's you know ready after they see Moneyball and then they see the season start you know opening against James Madison and you're like why isn't Cohen Carr yamming on every play it's like well he might yeah. yam a couple times but it's like it's just not it's not the same yeah I think it's a very fair thing to call out. Listen, I think it's more important people, you know, if you get disappointed when Garrett Norman is stapled to the bench for most of the non-conference, just concentrate on the center position. Mm-hmm. Just start, just, just remember Carson Cooper. Just right. remember that we, I think we finally have a backup center that's not a total liability. Remember, you know, We've got plenty of guard depth. Listen, we can actually enjoy this season, I think. So let's just all remember the freshmen are going to be great, but you gotta got to let them bake a little bit. That's exactly it. They're in the oven. The, uh, yeah. the bench is the oven. they got to bake. Sure. Uh, I mentioned the Dukes, uh, James Madison, the opener for Michigan State this year. You're probably wondering why. We Well, <laughs> here's the answer. I don't know, but I do know that they are a favorite in the Sun Belt this year. So I was a little surprised that they got the nod um, because it will not be a cakewalk opener, especially considering we know that they'll be playing Duke, uh, Arizona, Butler down, but we'll see Pierre Brooks again, Oakland. And then the Big Ten schedule was released. um, Home games against Iowa, Ohio State, and Rutgers, away games only against Indiana, Nebraska, and Purdue, and then home and homes against the rest. I was a little surprised that Michigan State is getting away games against Indiana and Purdue, but I guess that just must be the way the schedule has been rotating. But I don't know how much that any of that really matters or means. You know, regular season trophies are cool and important and something that should be a goal. Um, and, and if you can do that, you can kind of have a pretty good expectation of what can happen later. I think also, though, this might be a two-team race between Michigan State and Purdue this year, mm-hmm. if all things go well health-wise, hopefully. Um, so that away game at Purdue is the only thing that I kind of like eyeballed as like a, ah, would love to ha- have both of those. But anything else jump out to you? No, I, I think – I mean, that is really the one thing. I, I do wish they, especially like you said, in a year where it's, but it, it, it's two-sided though, because whether we want to admit it or not, Purdue has had Michigan State's number for the last, however, like four or five years, it's been bad. And so maybe not playing them twice ends up working out for Michigan State. Uh, so that's, you know, potentially could actually. We can't run from the grind, man. Can't run. They can't, they can't, they can't run from it, but like we're not. That's we're true. not running. It, it, it's there is no lane. We we're we're going down the one path that we can go down, and if it works out, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm um, so curious though. I know this is. What do you think is going to happen in the Big Ten as it relates to playing Purdue? Now that there is a very proven blueprint on how to play these guys, not just Edie, where you double the post, don't even let him get it, but just full court pressure their guards who are a yeah. tall foster lawyer and you know what I mean? Like the, the book's out I, and everyone's kind of saying they're the number one team and runaway favorite. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't get that. I, I, uh, I, don't know that. I get what ED. Yeah. But the, uh, the irony of ED is that it does like, 
he gets eaten up whenever they play a team that runs super small and fronts him super aggressively. It's happened in two straight tournaments. And like, yeah, I, I do. I think it's twofold. I think not all big 10 teams, but in, in a way their problems are uniquely situated for mid, like, you know, quote unquote, mid major or smaller, like 15, 16 teams that don't have the guys to that they think they can throw at him. I think Michigan state could talk themselves into being like, listen, we're going to fight hard with, Sissoko and Cooper and oh yeah, God, God forbid Kohler. Izzo's uh, not ever going to do anything differently. No, like, but I think I think what they what you can expose in in my estimation is the the supporting cast because I think you saw last year like I, you know the supporting cast around Edie was okay. Two years ago it was Jaden Ivy, which is a different story. But very different. I, I don't know that they're moving in a tremendous direction this year from like an outside of Edie perspective i think anybody calling them runaway favorites in anything this year is tremendously short-sighted although i love it because it'll just overhype them but it's 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 not the lock that people seem to think it is i do think they'll still end up probably on the one or two line again health pending just because you'll have msu and then i really don't know man looking around the rest of the conference i don't see uh you know, someone will come up and surprise. There literally has to be a three and a four. But when I look around, it's like, is it Iowa? Like they've lost both the Murrays in back-to-back years. Unless there's a third one, I don't know where they're. I don't know how they're keeping up. Ohio State was really bad last year. Uh, Rutgers, I think, honestly, is probably one of the more solid teams. I suppose, although I think they lose quite a bit. Indiana loses yeah. with good Shafino and TJD. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, Michigan, it's Michigan's going to be stinky. I just, I don't know. I don't know who the fourth best, the third and fourth best teams are. And so, and in looking probably, at the schedule, the, go ahead. I was, go, I was going to say probably Illinois with Terrence Shannon, mm-hmm. Coleman Hawkins, if he ever gets his stuff together. But like, yeah, but it's like, not like, that's not great. Yeah, like, okay. Like it's yeah, it's very unmoved by the things I just said. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But as it as it pertains specifically to this schedule, I will say I don't hate not going to Iowa, Columbus, or Piscataway. I mean, those are three places that have given MSU fits historically. So I'm not not mad about that. I think Wisconsin could be. <laughs> I just don't get them. They should have been yeah. good. Good is the wrong word. They should have been fine. And they have three. They have a point guard who's capable a seven footer who is not a complete and utter stiff mm-hmm. and like Tyler wall just like never got better. And they have, and they have Connor Essigen who's uh-huh. going to be a stud they're, yeah. they're, they're my number three. I've just talked myself yeah. into it. So I, I think I agree with you. I think they're a pretty clear number three actually. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm the, the fact that I'm sure has to go to Indiana. Not ideal. Uh, Nebraska, whatever Purdue, that stinks. But if it's only one game, like that's okay. The rest of them, it's back. It, you know, it's home and home. So I don't know, man. I, I think until we see what MSU's made of, we don't really know totally what to make of this schedule just yet. No matter what, though, they'll be going into it battle tested because, like you said, I mean, Duke and Arizona alone are going to be two very good teams that they're facing off against. And then they go to. I know there's other tournaments that they'll be in. So. It'll be it'll be a good one. So uh, speaking of other tournaments, hmm. do you like this segue? The NBA in season tournament is announced. Um, 
it's kind of complicated. You know, it was funny about the announcement came out and I was like, this is cool, man. Do I really want to read about how this is going to work? And then I realized I'm the guy who needs to read about it to figure out how it's going to work because no one else is going to do it. So doesn't matter necessarily. I won't explain it. It's just it's going to be a mid-season tournament and players get paid to win. And like, yeah. it's good. It is ultimately, I think, a good thing. But Austin, what do you think? That, first of all, if you want to figure out how it works, if you've ever watched the World Cup, that's how it works. It's the exact same thing. It's pool play. Good teams go on. Turns into a knockout round. It's cool. Um, but, the, but the pool play takes place as is the regular season just naturally happens. Yes, so, exactly. So it's like intermittently there will be NBA Cup, quote-unquote, games that are playing throughout the regular season. So yes. some games become more important potentially for some players, and it's going to potentially change the idea of players having load management games because um, they might want to play and win. Um, so that's that. That's the other piece. Yeah, I also think from a marketing perspective, I really love that they didn't overdo it. And they're just like, you know, the NBA Cup. Why? Why say more? Do we need? <laughs> yeah, do no. we need more than that? Uh, yeah, you guys understand. Um, well, I think you know what we forgot with the super, the Super Bowl. Like they're the super, just like the Super League. Super League. It's yeah. super. Yeah, the Super yeah, Cup. Yeah. We were so close. The Super NBA Cup. When it, yeah, that's so true. It really should have been the NBA Super Cup. That's really the only way this could have gotten better. Oh, well, missed opportunity. Either way, the NBA Cup, I thought it was, was marketing genius, simplicity. Um, I love the idea. I love the idea. I think it'll be you – know, I just hope that the players take it seriously. Like, the winners make – half a million dollars for winning like that's not nothing especially that's, for like guys that's big. yeah like for guys seven through 14 on a roster like that's a lot of money like mm-hmm. yeah if you're damian lillard making 48 million dollars this next year or whatever it is like yeah it might not move the needle for you but it i don't know like it maybe it should like it's something that's cool and i don't really like i think the way you put it when i was texting you about it was like more games that mean something are good. Like, like that's pretty much it. Like, that's more meaningful it. basketball games are more fun. And I couldn't agree more. And it's a cool way, like, it's a cool way to give maybe a, you know, I'm thinking of, like, some, like, play-in type of team. Like, the Charlotte Hornets or, like, the Bulls or sure. know, the, the Jazz or something. A chance to, like, have something to hang their hats on and like a, a way to, I don't know, hang banners and do something cool and take something seriously. Like, can you imagine if you're like, for example, I think of the Detroit Pistons, like it's a team that's almost entirely, the entire nucleus is young players. Like while that tournament might not mean anything to other people, like to the Bucks or, you know, the, the Nuggets that are like trying to win a championship championship, it could mean, it could give like, this young core a chance to win something and play in meaningful important games like you said that aren't you know maybe it's not the playoffs but it's it means something i don't know i just think it's a it's a cool idea 
The only downside to me is the fact that Bill Simmons has been the one beating this drum for like 20 years. It was in the first book of basketball in legitimate, like, like 2006, I think that came out. So like almost literally 20 years ago. And uh, they're finally doing it. This all just means that the Celtics will win the first one. And he's going to be sitting front, front row center in Vegas looking annoying and probably upset. And then he's going to tell everybody that it was his idea and I can just continue to keep him muted on all platforms. So that's, that's the downside, but overall, I think it's an awesome, awesome idea. It is. And like we were saying, like if there's a game that's happening mid December and all of a sudden it matters a little bit more to the guys playing, that's probably a positive. Um, Some dudes that are trying to make those rosters really rounded out quickly for Michigan state uh, alums uh, in the summer league, my favorite league, the league where the true sickos come out to play, Austin. Um, I told you I had my bachelor party in Vegas to watch the yes. summer league. My friends were sick. They were just disgusted with me. For <laughs> but I stand by what I've done. And uh, if you go, you can see the likes of Joey Hauser on the Jazz Marcus Bingham playing with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Gabe Brown is with the Phoenix Suns. Shout out Ish. And uh, Max Christie hooping a little bit for the mm-hmm. Lakers. Um, I wouldn't read too far <laughs> into Max hooping too hard. I mean, like, if you're hooping here, then you're probably going to make a roster. Like, that. that is a pretty good correlation. Um, but Playing in a rotation is a little bit different. Um, but Max is doing what he needs to do. The other guys um going to need to ha- see a little bit more uh, before they are considered. But certainly G League opportunities for all three, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I the one I do want to highlight is Max Christie. And you mentioned it. Like, he's, he's hooping. He's playing well. I think you're starting to see where that five-star rating came in when he was coming to Michigan State. And quite frankly, you can understand why the way he's playing right now, the things that were kind of said on the way out the door of, you know, he was a little upset with how he was utilized. He was definitely more of like a three and D type player at MSU than what you're seeing now, which is him handling the ball a ton in the summer league and and, and looking like a much more complete player. Um, I think, Really what I'm seeing is that, I mean, it's A, like we said, go get the bag, Max. You should get paid. I'm glad, I'm very glad to see him playing well, and I hope he plays in the Lakers rotation this year. I'd kind of, honestly, with the way he's yeah. playing now, I would fully expect it um, because they wouldn't trade him either. They, I think a couple teams tried to get him last year, and they would not trade him. So exciting stuff for him there. I think what we're seeing is that he probably should have been a two-and-done <laughs> two player. Yeah. Because this would have been his rookie year. I'm sure he would have gotten drafted higher than he did. And he would have been, you know, coming in ready to ball. But that being said, you can't knock him because he's put himself in a really good place. He did get drafted. He's on a great, you know, a team that with legitimate championship aspirations and, you know, is is going to, is clearly benefited from a year playing under NBA tutelage. So, um, you know, as much as I would have loved to see him in green and white last year, I think the results are playing out the way he had hoped, and that's that's super exciting. And I just hope, you know, he can keep repping the 
the Spartan dogs when he's succeeding. One one thing to add too, and this is like sort of sort of random, but like I was watching the Lakers a little bit yesterday in the summer league because I too am a sicko. And uh, Tate, what was Indiana doing with Jaden Hood Shafino? Like, no. how how was he not like a, a, a national player of the Dude. year candidate? Yeah, I they do had not an NBA coach. coach. Like Indiana has an NBA coach and couldn't figure it out. I just don't get it, man. Between him and uh, TJD, I don't understand how they weren't like a very, very good team. Like he, he did, he had a nice career. I mean, he averaged 13 and a half, four and four. Like, but like, I need to know now. I need to look at Indiana. Like, how, what was Indiana's record last year? It, it couldn't have been that good. Was it 23 and 23 and 12? A team like 12 and eight in the Big Ten. With Trace Jackson Davis, like the guy's average, he averaged 21 and 11. It's so. And you had Hood Shafino, and he, you went 23 and 12? In a oh. terrible conference, in a bad conference. Oh, dude, that's so disgusting. Like, I, I would just be, oh my God, I'm so glad. I, I, dude, I'm glad I'm not a fan of a lot of teams just in any given sport, but I think Indiana basketball has got to be right up there. It must be just a miserable ex- existence outside of unless you were growing up in the 80s or but, but A, that, and then B, those like two years in the middle of the 2000s when Tom Green was the best coach you've had since Bobby Knight. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 tough. It would be difficult if I was a, like a, a, an Indiana fan to deal with how well Jalen Hitchfino looks like he's playing. Jalen, whatever his name. I think the the words you're searching for is sucks to suck, and <laughs> I just don't feel bad for them ever. Their fans are awful. Like yeah, it, they talk almost like down to Michigan State because they're like five banners. It's like dude, yeah. Yeah, assistant cool. coaches on your team who were not alive the last time you won a national championship. Stop talking. So yeah, bad. yeah I, it's just tough, man. It's tough. I, I'm so very, very glad that like they wasted a generational player. Like TJD was supposed to come in and be one and done, surefire. Instead, he stuck around for four years, didn't win anything, and. What got, I, think, I do think he ended up in a good place. I think he's going to do well with the Warriors because it's the Warriors. They'll find a way to make him work. But just, man, tough, tough go. But. You know, to, here, here I'll wrap this quickly because I saw a tweet that's dated like the best, um, the, the best Ken Palm team since they've been measuring all the way back to 97, which is almost perfect for, you know, Tom Izzo's era, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it was like the cumulative or average rating, I think, of every Ken Palm going back then. And, and Michigan State's fifth. Nice. Behind Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, and North Carolina. Um, okay. Exactly what you think. The next closest, I want you to guess the next closest Big Ten team. And I have a top 40 here. So, And this is the cutest from 97 to 97 on Ken Palm era. Uh, Who is the best. next best program? Next best program, yeah. Mm, I've got two. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to guess Ohio State. You would be right. Yeah. <laughs> 
they, this is time. real, folks. I am All right, not... what do you think? All right, what do you think their ranking is then? Uh, uh, I don't like. Uh, I don't know why the number eighteen is sticking in my head. Their number ninth best program. Oh, wow. since ninety-seven, which shocked me. Mm. Now it doesn't necessarily mean they, you know, won national championships because Villanova is uh, eighth and yeah. has won multiple times, as we know. But Ohio State had a really, really strong run. I think people forget Bad Mata had them cooking. Oh, and, yeah. Um, before they, they said he kind of set his own standard and wasn't meeting it. <laughs> so they Yeah, he, he, he absolutely was. He, uh, he Lloyd Card himself. He did. He, he just was, was hoisted by his own petard. He... But the, yeah, dude, the Jared Sollinger. I mean, I think when was Mike, Michael Red? I feel like was at the very start of that '97. Yeah, Conley, uh, Conley Jr. Yeah, Conley, Odin. Yeah, dude. I wasn't even thinking about that. Diebler, uh, uh, obviously Aaron Kraft. Diebler, uh, man. Uh, what's his name? The the Evan Turner. And the villain, of course. Dude, they had some dudes. Some dudes. Yeah, I mean, they, that are, they've fallen on weirdly hard times the last few years. But, like, yeah, people forget they're, they've been nat- natty contenders several times over. All right. We're going to um, keep moving. And if you're listening, feel free to also play the say dudes' names that played at a program without mm, it. Yes, we could do that. I think we'll probably have an episode where we just do that. Um, so who do you think is you had Ohio State? Who do you think is the next team then? Mm. Uh, Michigan. It is Michigan. Wow. Yeah, I had a feeling. What, what are you? What ranking are you giving them? Oh, they've had some really bad years in that stretch since '97. Um, That's true. Yeah, they're probably. I don't know. Call it. Call it nineteen. Yeah, they're 16th, which was okay. so much higher than I would have thought. Really? Uh, but you know what's crazy? Shame on, like, these other Big Ten programs. For Ohio State being ninth and Michigan 16th, considering how many bad – you know what I mean? Like, God, that's – Yeah, they sh- had some garbage teams in there. I, well, that was the one where it's like, again, I, don't, I think we remember it and those yeah. who follow our university remember it. But like Beeline had them cooking. Cooking. The fact that he left for the Cleveland Cavaliers is truly one of like I it's not one of the best things to happen to Machine State by any stretch because we don't need we don't our success is not dictated by theirs in any way, shape, or form. But it is It was annoying. For the rest of the Big Ten. Yeah, it was that a- opened the door big time. And that's that's huge, man. He was cruising. He, the teams that you've seen, Juwan Howard, the, the team that Juwan Howard took to what was it? How far did they make? The UVA. That was John Beeline's team. And now you're seeing what happens when John Beeline's guys are no longer there. They completely yeah. fall apart. They stink. Yeah. With UVA talent, they stink. All right. Yeah, should we it's keep- too bad. Do you want to keep going, or are you going to be? I am kind of curious. I'm kind of curious who. Well, yeah, sure. Let's keep going. What do What do you want me to guess the next one? Well, the, I'll yeah. try to guess the top five. Yeah, I mean, you're you're close. Okay, so got three. Down. three. I'm gonna. Oh boy. Now, see, this is where it gets like a little bit weird, because I've got two in mind. I think 
I, I don't know. I'm going way out on a limb here. I'm going to say Maryland. Sorry, I'm looking it up. <laughs> it is actually Illinois at 18. Mm. It's better than I thought, considering. That's way better than I would have expected. I guess that just means they underachieved a ton. Well, when was the Darren Williams D. P. Brown stretch? I guess that was early 2000s, and they were electric for a few years there. Has there any ever been a program that has like written that harder and not won anything besides no. Fab Five? <laughs> Seriously, probably, probably, probably not. At least that Illinois team won the Big Ten, like. But, yeah, a little bit higher than I would have expected. Definitely I think you will definitely expected. get the next one, though, because I'm a little shocked they haven't been noted so far. Yeah, is it Wisconsin? Yes, at yeah. 19th. I was between Wisconsin and Maryland with my last guess. I would not have guessed it. Yeah, I'm just kind of shocked that they, they are not higher um, because they just never have an off year until last year. Yeah. So. Eh. They make like the tournament, off, you know? Off, well, right, but but we're talking about the top 20 teams in the country. Like, I, I'm, not surprised, I'm not surprised that they're in the 20s because, yeah, they make the tournament, but, like, how many times have you seen Wisconsin on the eight line? feels like every every other year. Like, it's amazing. They deserve credit, much like Michigan State, for just, like, making it. Yeah. But I feel like they don't have the same, aside from Sam Decker, uh, Frank Kaminsky years, they don't have like the same high, high. I guess Alonda Tucker was probably pretty damn good too. But see, John, this is great. This is actually very refreshing because last year, I will admit, and it's probably better that we didn't record for most of the season because <laughs> I would, I was not checked in. I was simply put not checked I love in. that this not is, in. I love that I don't know what checked in and checked out is though. So that's. That's yeah, the, I well, I mean, checked in, making, making sure that I watched every single minute of every single game, be it live or recorded. And this past year, I think, I don't know, not having to do the show was just, uh, it just <laughs> wasn't the same, man. So I, I watched, I paid attention, but just kind of was chilled out until the, the bitter end. And uh, I'm very much excited about this season, even though it's months away, to actually get back, you know, to where they should be in the national conversation and watch a team that maybe I don't viscerally hate every single time they come on the TV. So <laughs> to round out the uh, – <laughs> let me just round them out because I, I just want to say they're eight in the top 24, and I thought that was pretty Wow. <clears throat> um, after Wisconsin at 19, you had Purdue at 22, Maryland at 23, mm-hmm. and Indiana at 24. Okay. And Damn, so Indiana's like eight. That's why I'm laughing. That's so pathetic. <laughs> That's so pathetic, dude. Grow up. Yeah. And they think that they're an adult program. It's just, nah. you love to see it. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Feel Maybe free it's to time to get rid, get rid of the pants. Or keep them forever. I don't care. As long as you keep kind of being mid in them. That's all I'm concerned about. Uh, share this with any of your... Indiana friends. Mm. I'm happy to have the conversation with them. That they are our old poor money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they'd like. I love it. Um, anything else to add on the basketball episode? 
I don't think so, John. Anything from you? No, I'm good. Okay. All right, guys. As always, this is presented by Bet Online. For John, this has been Austin. We'll catch you next time. Yep.